Hello, hello. This is Wickly Bewitching. This podcast is a bit magical, but to be honest, we live in the real fucking world. And being a witch isn't like being in some wizarding school where we get sorted out by a hat and we have four different categories that we can end up in. Life is complicated. It isn't black or white. It's a majestic, colorful arrangement of variations and different shades. Fuck, there's even chartreuse in this mix. Why limit ourselves to a small palette to color with? So on this podcast, I talk about life. Because magic is about embracing all aspects of life. It isn't just about spell working or making sure you have the right tools or gifts. It's it's literally embracing all of the wonder, splendor, bullshit, ups and downs, ebbs and flows, and sometimes the hard truths of it just feels like we're just not getting a break. It's about everything around us. So instead of having a podcast that just talks about beautiful, majestic things that are out of your reach, and if only you do these five simple steps, you can achieve a perfect, blissful life. Because we're human, we complicate shit, we're dumb sometimes, and we make mistakes. But in those mistakes, we get messy, we take chances, and our lives become more ever enthralling and unfolding and mystical and that's where the magic lies in the bullshitted moments the moments that we slip and fall and we're covered in dirt and mud and we have a scraped knee it's in the getting up every single time that's what enlightenment's about that is the journey of the fool so if you're into the real fucking world no bullshitted crap then this is the podcast for you. And if you want me to fluff up some fairy tales and blow some smoke up your... Well, we're not going to say that here. Then this isn't the fucking podcast for you. My name is Lady L and I'm a fat, sassy spiritualist. And thank you. Now let's get into this wickedly bewitching world. Sometimes things are not as complicated as we make them be. Sometimes they're quite simplistic. And in that thought stream, we second guess ourselves. Sometimes life just has things happening that are without and out of our grasps. We are meant to be born at some point in time, but we are also meant to reach the end. We are meant to eventually die. Everything is born and everything dies. Inevitable things that must occur. Like points that are created on our timeline our scroll, or our thread of life. One that is woven together by the fates, the norns, the queens, the sisters. Deciding pivotal points that we are to reach or hit 
our path of enlightenment can be convoluted and all over the place. It's not really linear. It isn't from point A to point B. Because in the middle, you can have 2 to the power of 3, X, question mark, hashtag. It really goes all over. But there are pivotal spots that we do brush past. The cycles and phases that we do go into the seasons that constantly change. I believe that we are all connected. I also believe that we forgot who we really are. That our soul puts it in the stars to remind ourselves and yet we seem to forget ourselves. See, I used to think that the path of enlightenment meant that we reach the end. And when we reach the end, everything kind of melts away. And then we can choose whether or not we come back in this plane. We choose whether or not we're here to share our messages. We choose whether or not we want to support others. But then I started thinking more recently. And something hit me. What if it is because we forgot that we are gods? That we create our own universe is not just a metaphor or a very vague definition of the law of attraction. What if we actually create more than we actually realize we create past our earthly ideology? See, when we think of creation and we think of gods, we think of power, we think of possessions, we think of riches. But when we read up on them, unfortunately, many gods have been and goddesses have been bastardized by the widespread of the infectionist Christianic viewpoints. Hashtag, sorry, but not at sorry at all (laughs) when we look back on the deities and we look at the stories take Norse which unfortunately has been massively bastardized but if we take core elements and we pull them out there is a sense of humanity quote unquote gods and goddesses represent both all not all good and all evil, such as Christianic viewpoints have us led to believe. They empower and embody both. They are the birthers and the destroyers, life bringers and life taketh awayeths. And when we look at our own selves, we are a polythoral of those things. We are good. Yet we can also be bad. In my opinion, I think we are all good. We just make rotten decisions. Bad choices. When we look at ourselves, we have this arrangement. We can connect to these old gods and goddesses. Because they had 
shared similar experiences. Maybe we can't really necessarily connect with transforming ourselves into a swan to woo somebody, so to speak. But we can connect to the lengths we'll go when we are adoring somebody. We can connect to the heartbreak, the trials and the tribulations that never seem to end, like we're always being put to a test like Hercules, to prove ourselves. But who are we proving ourselves to, other than ourselves? So if Hercules is proving himself to himself, but also to the gods, to prove that he is a god, are these tests that we go through merely there to prove to ourselves that we are more than enough capable of doing the things that we really can do? See, I've been thinking a lot about trauma, and not just in the heal your trauma and save your life. Blah, 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 blah. I get quite irritated when I see in the spiritual world that people have healed their trauma by doing things by themselves and by yes I've mentioned many times there are some parts that we can do alone and there are other parts that we need others to help with us but I started to look at the very impact that trauma has on our being and it affects all parts of us our spiritual aspect our emotional our physical and our mental see Trauma is the part that tells you, I am not good enough. And then it has you second guess yourself. You will be more willing to take jobs that take advantage of you. And although, yes, this job you leave because they took advantage of you, ask yourself, how long did it take you to leave? And that is the length and the deepness that that trauma has as a wound in your system. Did you go to another job that was quite similar in disposition and behavior, just packaged up in a different bow? Same present, same shit. See, we know that we heal our trauma and our trauma gets healed when we don't take jobs such as that. We don't take people who are similar to that. And it isn't a, I'm not going to tolerate your bullshit. Because trauma doesn't have to announce everybody in the room that they're coming into the room and who they're going to sit next to and the reasonings why. That's trauma. A healed person doesn't need to do that. They just do it because it's just them. It's a sense of their fiber, their being. See, the thing is, is that trauma changes your brain as a whole and your brain is one part of your operating system it also changes your heart your heart is the first thing that gets created when you are in the womb it is your first brain and not only changes that but it also changes your whole system inside it affects every fiber of your being each cauldron within you is tainted in some way. We can't undo trauma unless you have a time machine, which I have discussed this before. So 
what does trauma cause for us on our path toward enlightenment, aka our path to realizing the divinity in which we really are? Well, you lower your standards. You find certain things more acceptable because trauma tells you that there's no other option. And when you start to pull yourself back, and you start to really look at the world as a whole, you realize that there is massive amounts of trauma on varying levels of trauma. And then you almost take a breath and go, wow, so many decisions are made in this world based on the experiences that someone else has had plays no indication or factor anything to do with you and yet those very decisions create a massive impact for many people I am so sick and tired of people saying that my idea of quote unquote utopia is just that it's utopia it is something that is unattainable and out of reach And yet, every fiber of my being, at every core, every cell, every energetic wavelength that I have, all of it is screaming that this is more than plausible. See, the people who tell me that it is utopic, I'm looking at you and you know exactly who you are. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. See, that's trauma talking to me. That's telling me that I am not enough because they feel that they are not enough. And I react with boo-boo ouchies. And that is my trauma going, but I want to be enough. I know I'm enough. Aren't I enough? Am I enough? Question mark. And as we shift and move each part and piece like a Tetris game from the 90s, we start to, oh wait, I feel like Tetris is probably before the 80s. (laughs) We start to see the pieces of the puzzle come together more. Things can be moved into other places that can allow for other flows of energy to come through. See, what I do with myself directly affects all those that are within my energetic realm and space. This does not mean the people that you love dearly and you interact with because the imp- the interactions that we impression we imprint upon others affect everybody that we see, touch, speak anywhere that people can feel your presence you directly affect them see some days and I will honestly say over the last few days since I've come back into the town that I live in I have kind of been going through grief uncertain how to process it I lost my grandmother while I was away and I went away to see my family because I was concerned about both my parents having 
health scares and the thought that I could lose both of them terrified me and I didn't care what it took to get there which has impacted us a little bit financially eh, maybe a little bit more than a little bit but I don't care I miss my family so much and when I went home I realized how much I've missed them because the town that I live no matter how hard I try or even think of it doesn't fill that same void to be quite honest I kind of distance myself from everyone and that would be because of trauma because of trauma of past interactions and relationships the chiron wound that I carry I am weird and I don't fit in and that no one is like me therefore I am separate and I feel that often and it floats in and out but it creates this wall that I don't let anyone get close to if you think you're close with me I'm gonna tell you you're probably substantially far away I make Virgo's walls look like nothing I give the illusion that we are close when we are probably not it's a coping mechanism a protection that I feel like needs to melt away. When I went home, there were a couple of things that came up. The intense urge to be near family, the missing them so immensely, the delight that someone could actually watch our kiddo, and we could probably go out on a date night, which is a rarity, and as much as we have one niece here that can watch her kiddo. That's, that's pretty much it. Maybe like one, two friends that might be able to watch them for an hour, maybe two. I'd be pushing it. However, it's not enough. And often I feel incredibly guilty because they react like it's a burden even though they still do it and that's a bit of trauma coming in but when I saw my family interact with my kiddo I realized it wouldn't be a burden they genuinely love and adore to be around him I also realized how incredibly smart my kid is and how unique he is and how much people praised that and it hit me my kid is identical to how I was and yet our experiences are completely different I know that not all the time I'm perfect with them so there's always that fear and they'll definitely have to go to therapy they can come back and listen to these. Will these even be around when they are older? Who knows? The whole point is, is that we try to complicate everything. Even in this conversation, there is massive amounts of complications. 
Life is actually really simple. And not simple where we just get up, we go to the washroom, we eat, we work, we come home, and eventually we die. Good God. No, thank you. Goddess, I don't think so. There is a shift in this world. Faint echoes. Faint movements. And these small movements are creating big impacts. And as much as I'd love to say that the spiritual world is creating this massive, momentous change, I'm going to have to be honest and say, it's really not. In fact, there needs to be more dismantling and more tearing apart and removing the poisonous structures that are hidden and tucked away of the Christianic viewpoint, the all white and all black. It is either good or bad. There is no gray because then it paints the world in such limiting colors and spectrums. I cannot take something seriously if it fluctuates and it is inconsistent in its own written text. It's one thing from all of us to have variations of viewpoints. When we have heard a story and it is said by word of mouth, storytelling, than it is to see it in a written book that has been edited by homophobic, homosexual kings and has been edited to the church to fit the narrative that they are going for the church that is ruled by the king and therefore needs to reflect such opinions religions that are created really because the king required a divorcing instead of a poisoning that to me is not a sturdy enough religion to base my life upon. I base it upon the energetic feeling that I have. The connections in the serendipitous moments. The affirmations that I see. The moments where I watch the world show me how utterly connected we are. The world is in such great pain. Pain I've never felt before. It's a global depression. High amounts of anxiety because of the uncertainty of where we're going to be. But that trauma keeps us stuck in this work. Keeps us stuck in these places. Keeps us stuck in these houses and situations. When if we looked at each other and realized we aren't alone, and even though the ship is going down, there are many boats to take us all together. That we can just stand up in the two inch water, <laughs> or the two feet water, <laughs> that we won't drown unless we like lay flat down. We really do need each other. And that is why there's such an intense amount of loneliness. 
and depression, we feel like we are going through it on our own. And when we reach out for help in our own circles and we're denied that help, it's because they too share the same fear, or at least similar fears in some way or other. Fear of not having enough, fear of scarcity, that limiting mindset. If I had four bananas and I only need to eat one, what is wrong with sharing the other three with three people who also need something to eat? Because then when I need something to eat, one of them may have four oranges and thus sharing it with each other. Therefore, nobody goes hungry because we are all sharing together. I mean, we see mild reflections of it at the burning pan. Do they not share food, drink, laughter, interactions, other things? You know, they support each other and help each other out, exchange things for other things. There is a community. Although it may not be perfect, it's something that is different than what we currently are living in and it seems to work enough for it to grow and continue on we put things that seem out of our reach because somewhere along the line somebody spewed the lies that it is utopic therefore it is unrealistic the angerment of having the idea that somebody controls every person in this world is ridiculous. We should all decide what would benefit everybody. What would help everybody. If the job I do can help support another person, and when that person is strong enough to stand on their own two feet, they can return it when I need support then that is reciprocated energy. Is it not? We're all connected. See, the simplistic part is that because we're all connected, if one of us is hurt and injured and one of us is in pain, then we will all feel that pain. This depression is a global depression and this anxiety is a global anxiety. The way to come out of it is to come out of it together. To give ourselves some form of hope or faith. I believe that there is an energy, a goddess, that had created this space out of curiosity and wonderment a cataclysmic turn of events that made one thing bump into another thing that created another thing that came into the big bang where bacteria landed onto a rock that is made up of water and earth and other different types of minerals and in doing this that bacteria grew and eventually morphed and changed and created this evolution into where we are today.
I do not think that we are alone. I think that in this curiosity that this goddess has created, there is also deep pain because she watches us just tear each other apart. I don't see that she is like ominous in the sense of like God in the Christian sense, you know, where he created everything and therefore I think that it was a happy little accident out of curiosity, out of like stepping out of your house and interacting with somebody and all of a sudden the turn of events happened and bada boom bada bing got a whole new civilization and a whole entire planet somewhere that's what I think that ended up happening that she is not in physical sense that she is the earth and she does not have reign over what we do or decisions kind of like when you don't really have much rain or decisions on exactly how things are going to turn out in a petri dish you just watch and observe and as much as it pains her and hurts her there is not the physical capability to make cancer go away because how do you do that if you don't know how you even created this it was a happy accident to curiosity chain of events that you're just watching unfold unsure of how to affect or change things because this isn't in your world it's something new all you can do is hope that a human comes up with it somewhere and I think that we could have more things cured and things change and shift if we came together more instead of having a boardroom room full of the same old freaking white men making decisions for something as unique say like lush if we had a plethora of different types of backgrounds and unique understandings and different cultures all of us coming together and coming up with solutions. We won't always agree with everything, but the discussion is there. Interacting and talking about how things may work, not necessarily looking at it to fix something, but more looking at it of what are the various possibilities and solutions that might we try to find the answer. I like how different cultures have different things, that they do different things. For us over here, we get so squeamish in the Western world when we look at any other culture. We're like, oh my god, they eat that? Ugh. We don't see the value or the connection that they have to something. I'm sure people look at us and go, my gosh. They eat so many preserved foods that they might as well be preserved for afterlife. Feels like that sometimes. Instead of judging, opening up those hearts and remembering that we are connected and we are one. And looking at the uniqueness that in the historical changes of events and turns of events and cataclysmic moments 
lend to that decision of something being so sacred can occur there. Like cultures that have their loved ones who have passed on be present for long periods of time, sometimes years, and honoring and reflecting and remembering, but also honoring the process of death. Whereas other cultures like to tuck the dead, snuggle them up in the earth and forget completely about them. So they don't have to deal with it. Tossing in grief underneath and forgetting. I miss my grandmother. She was so sassy. And funny. And hilarious. And a ruckus. Get an Aries and a Sagittarius together and trouble, trouble, trouble with a whole bowl of sass. And she has passed on. Grief comes in waves and it goes all over the place. And you can grieve for many different things, not just the loss of someone's life. Honoring the life and the death cycles is fundamental and reflective in our seasons of spring and winter. Harvest and joy and growth and passion and all that other stuff is also reflective in summer and in autumn. simple what is something that you can do today that can change life of somebody else just by an action that you take with your own where can you shift your perspective and realize the interconnectedness of all of your actions and the impact it has on another that extra bottle of wine you bought the assumption that it only affects you or just your family failing to realize that it can affect anybody that interacts with you and by interaction any way your energy is met with another We want to run away from everything. And yet we want to be the brave hero. Fighting dragons. <laughs> yet dragons are the representation of both life and death. We are fighting with our life and our death. We are fighting with the very existence of our own being. We can create our world to be completely miserable by complaining and groaning and moaning all the time. Or we can give gratitude for even the shittiest moments. Somewhere, something had turned out okay that day. Today, I got enough money to buy a loaf of bread. 
the day I have enough toilet paper where I don't have to start worrying. And if you know me, you know that I usually remember I'm out of toilet paper until the last roll is on. Sometimes I don't have the money for toilet paper. Let's just say it gets very nerve-wracking then. (laughs) A path to enlightenment. path to finding our own divinity. isn't linear. It doesn't go from point A to point B. Sometimes it's a power of two to three. Might be a hashtag or a question mark. Or maybe even the number three. And yet, it is simple. Finding our divinity through the interconnectedness that we have with the world around us and realizing that we are one and that we are going to have suffering because in order to have bliss, we must have suffering. We must experience all realms in this lifetime so that we can carry on the knowledge and the wisdom of these experiences with us. Death is confusing because it is a sense of unknowing, unsure of. In reality, it is you, the releasing of the earthly physical body Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. And within our own body, we have energy. Science proves this. I mean, we even have measurements for energy, right? Our energy can be transformed into another body. It can create a tree. Energy can transmute into anything. Take this evening to reflect. With the blue moon coming up, a lot's going to come into perspective. The two full moons will fold upon each other. They'll interact with each other, creating a window of this month and reflection for what is to happen in the next few months as we navigate and deal with these things. It may feel like you have done so many different things in one month that it feels like your head has spun and then we're going to slip into a Mercury retrograde in which we are to be given the space and the time to process and reflect. Now, I'm not going to say the goddess has aligned this up, but, I mean, she is a part of the cosmos. We do see her quite often when that lovely James Webb telescope shows us her beauty bits. But 
if you believe in science, yada, 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 and a lot of woo, let's just say things happen for reasons that maybe might be outside of our own understanding. So just flow with it. Take the time to reflect regardless of your beliefs. This past month, we'll reflect what is happening in the next few months as we close out the year. Thank you for sharing this journey with me. And thank you for sharing this space with me. And thank you for your understanding as I navigate through grief right now. Reflecting and going through the ebbs and flows and the stages and processing of the underworld. I appreciate each and every one of you, even if I've never met you. I hold space in my heart for everyone in this world and those who have passed on or connected regardless of whether our physical body is still kicking or not. Kicking. <laughs> we are all connected. Every living being, every living thing, all connected. a wonderful and amazing blue moon and an even more magical and revolutionary and expansive Mercury retrograde. Don't fear it. Embrace it. This has been Lady L or Stephanie Wells <laughs> from Fat Sassy Spiritualist. Thank you so much. Many blessings. <laughs>